What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out episode 75 of Raise the Geek. It's part two of our second annual Halloween series, and this week we're talking about the new Hellraiser movie over on Hulu. Is it worth your time or just another direct-to-video sequel? So don't go anywhere, because as always, I'm Chris, and I'm here with my buddy Don. How are we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my spooky friend? I am, I am okay. Uh, yes, our second entry here into our October series of spookified episodes. Um, I'm feeling the spookies, man. <laughs> October, October is underway. Feeling it, feeling it. Have you watched any, jumped into any horror movies yet or watched any spooky uh, TV shows or jumped on anything or have your traditions that you still got to knock out? Uh, I mean, so far, just the only ones I've watched are probably these two we've done for, for this show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's what, October 7th when we're recording this. So I got some time. Definitely. All this stuff. You got to run down the checklist. I, I like to watch the original Halloween every year. I think I will again. Trick or treat if I can. Basically all the stuff we recorded and talked about last year. Yeah. And there's a reason why we recorded them last year, because those are some of our favorites. But yeah, I'll definitely get to some things. How about you? You getting into the season? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, this week we watched uh, Dr. Sleep, since that just got back to HBO. And I wanted to watch it again, knowing that Mike Flanagan wrote and directed it, kind of after watching some of his Netflix shows, uh, Midnight Mass, which I loved, The Hill House and Haunting One. And Midnight Club is just out there right now. So getting ready to check that one out since that came out this weekend. Um, I wanted to see how he handled the the shining verse and uh see what he did so was that your first time watching Dr. no I, I saw it at the show okay um, i still i still haven't seen it which is insane to me because the shining is one of my favorite all-time movies yeah uh i wrote a damn punk rock song about it <laughs> like 20 years ago i still haven't seen dr sleep so i'll thanks for that inside tip i'll have to check that out since it's back on what'd you say yeah. H- HBO Max has it. So I watched it on there. Um, so really, I enjoyed it better the second time. Uh, I watched Goodnight nice. Mommy, which I was just telling you about, which is on Amazon Prime right now. Came out this week, I think, as well um, with Naomi Watts. It's a remake of a, a foreign film that I knew came out that always looked kind of creepy about this. You have like twin boys and their mother has surgery. And when they come back home, she has this bandage over her face and she's acting weird. And the boys start to wonder if it's really their mom. Mm. So then they're like, who is this woman? Because I don't think that's mom. And it's kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Um, So it was really interesting. It was just the pacing was just that little off. So it felt longer than it was. Um, There were a couple parts where you're like, all right, you can get to the point here. You can cut this. Just it had some pacing issues. But overall, it was it was entertaining. Solid. I didn't see the end coming, which was cool. Nice. Any any horror comics lately? Did you are you caught up on? uh, um something is killing the children i just i just finally read the last one i think it was 25 so it was a little oversized which was fun that book continues to be like top of the read pile every time every time i get that book i read it first when i get home like the first one like it's if you guys are listening out there and interested in some spooky monster horror comics you cannot go wrong with that And, and upcoming netflix show absolutely that too and mike flanagan is involved in that as well so that another win i grabbed the what was that house of Ten Thousand feathers black ten ten thousand black feathers or yeah it's like a jeff Lem- the- it's a jeff lemire and uh andrea sorrentino book all right yes 
the first one came out, I think, last week, and I read that and it was really good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And I, I grabbed the hardcover of the passage, which was their first one in that like bone orchard mythos that they're yeah, trying to do. Trying to build like a kind of a comic horror universe together, yeah. which is cool. Like um I'm already forgetting the name of it. what's that book we read by them that just ended. It was a horror book. Gideon's Falls. Yep, Gideon Falls and they did a pretty good job. They work really well together. So yeah, really well together. So I'm, I, I enjoyed Black Feathers um, nice. so far for issue one. So yeah, horror, spooky, Halloween month. We're in it. Here. We're in it. Love it. It goes by too fast. Yeah, it does. Next thing you know, you're going to start seeing Christmas decorations up at stores. If they're not already. They so. already are. Home Depot yeah. already has their Halloween section down to like one rack and Christmas is the whole side. Ridiculous. Yeah, I ran into that this week, Don. Mm -hmm. We finally got the trailer for Mario Brothers, the movie. They're doing another one animated Illumination Studios, the people who brought you Minions. Mm -hmm. um, which I've never seen a Minions before. Me neither. But they, that company's up there with Pixar, kind of the, the next tier down. So, yeah, they're they're known for whatever. Well, it took 30 years for Nintendo to want to do another Mario Brothers movie after uh Super Mario Brothers movies with Bob Hoskins and uh, John Leguizamo. Well, when you cast John Leguizamo as Luigi <laughs> and your uh, King Koopa is Dennis Hopper doing his best Dennis Hopper impression, I can understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's we we did watch it and animate. It's cool that it's animated. I'm happier that it's animated because it looks like Mario video games. But yes, we watched it. What did you think of the trailer? You mean Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, obviously the talk around that was, what is Chris Pratt? We talked about it even here on the show when they announced Chris Pratt as being the voice of Mario. Everyone's like, what the hell is that going to sound like? And now we Guess finally what? found out. Guess what? It sounds like Chris Pratt. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> and surprise. And that's all it sounds like. Uh, and what's funny is he was going on about talking. Oh, we we tried. We did a lot of work to figure out, nail down exactly what we want this voice to sound like. And everyone's going to be surprised. And I mean, they really talked this thing up. And then it sounds like Chris Pratt just speaking one octave higher. Right. Exactly. Um, now, we've only heard a few lines, so I don't know how it translates across the board. But yes, it, yeah. I laughed. I laughed when I saw it. Of course, you know, that was the anticipation watching the trailer. I'm like, all right, they're going to let Mario talk. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. And they did. And then you're just I laughed. I just I'd watch the trailer again just to fully grasp what was happening in the trailer just because I was laughing at the See, fact that it sounded like Chris Pratt. I think that I, I'm not going to make excuses for him because I, I don't I, I mean, when the guy comes out with something, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know why he bothers me so much now. He just does. Yeah. But like, I feel like he was caught in a trap from the beginning with this. 100%. Um, because if he if he's doing what he's doing, like what he is now, not using any, you know, um, special voice for Mario, if he's just talking like himself, he's going to get roasted because he just sounds like Chris Pratt. Yeah. And that's what happened. Now, if he would have done like an Italian stereotype voice, which I mean, is just the way Mario has always sounded in every video game, every cartoon, everything else. That's just what he sounds like. But if Chris Pratt would have done it, he would have got roasted and killed for that, too. So it was like a lose lose situation for him. Uh, but couldn't he have done a Brooklyn accent? I mean, yeah, he could have that's, done that's that's better. every other version of Mario. That's the accent they went with was, you know, the, the original movie with Bob Hoskins. They did Brooklyn accents, the cartoon Brooklyn, you know, like 
a yeah, lot like, of those like he's from New York. Yeah, he's just from New York. He could have done a, a Brooklyn accent and it would have been better. I mean, I really blame the studio for the casting in the first place. Yeah. So really, like, I don't want to hammer the guy too hard. No, it's not no. his fault. He got cast in a movie that he shouldn't have been cast in. But I mean, besides the voice, the trailer to me is interesting. It's just a tease. We'll probably get a more in-depth one later. But um, Bowser looks cool. Jack Black sounds fun as Bowser. Uh, we saw a little bit of toad i think that's keegan michael key and they showed luigi running around and it just looks like a super mario game uh so i mean i think i'll see it i think i'll probably want to go see it uh i mean how not it's mario it's 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 the first video game hero ever so how could we not right i'd be uh lukewarmly excited about it yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, I know I will see it. I'm not going to say. I went to the show to see Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm sure I'll <laughs> find my way. Well, look how quick also Minions has just come to. I think it's already, you can already watch it on Peacock. Exactly. And that wasn't that long ago. So, I mean, if we wait a little bit, I'm sure Mario will be available to us at home after a month or two. So, that's he not, that's not a out of the question possibility either. But I will see Mario at some point. Chris Pratt or no Chris Pratt. 100%. We'll just watch the French version. That hit the trailer with the French Mario right. sounded pretty awesome. So French yeah, version got, and subtitles. They got a guy who committed to sounding like Mario in France. In <laughs> We're France. not as lucky. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they're just, you know, over there. They didn't care about what he sounded like or right. stereotypes they're or whatever. Yeah. And stereotypes are different over there. I'll just I'll just watch the French version with English subtitles. Is that a thing we can do? I'm sure it will be at some point when it comes to Peacock. There you go. So I am down with that, Don. We are here second week of our second annual Halloween series. This week, as we said, we're talking about the Hellraiser movie from 2022. You don't want to miss everything that we have coming up the rest of this month and the rest of this series. So make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this show on all podcast social media services. Hit us up with those five-star reviews. And make sure if you want to join the conversation that you hit us up over on Twitter and Instagram at Raise the Geek, or you can shoot us an email at raisethegeek at gmail.com. The socials, the email, those are the places. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, Don, let's get into some Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, I know you and I are coming from a little bit different places with this, which is always kind of fun. But I'm definitely curious if you wanted to share with me and the people out there listening that uh, what's your experience with Hellraiser in general as a series? Pretty much just looking at a vhs or dvd rental box at like family video or blockbuster that says hellraiser and just looking at it and saying that guy looks fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and never watching a single hellraiser film my entire life because i never have i don't know was there hesitations why haven't you ever watched i mean you've watched nightmare on elm street halloween friday the 13th i mean you've watched we were talking about evil dead yeah all, all those um I don't know, man. It's just maybe part of it is just, I don't know how, how it's hard to explain sometimes why you just feel in your heart and body and mind that you're not interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just the appearance of Pinhead to me is like, I'm like, eh, I'm good. Like you said, I have Mike Myers and I got Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I don't need another horror 
just nothing i don't remember there being like talk or chatter about it of people being like you gotta watch this not in the way that like a friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street was growing up like kids talk about those movies and like no one's talking about hellraiser what do, i don't care about hellraiser it looks like i said the guy looks scary it's got the word hell in the title um just i don't know man i i never i never took an interest in it now um until I made you watch twenty twenty. Until you made me watch. <laughs> Until we agreed to watch this new uh, new movie, and it's a horror movie in twenty twenty two. So I was like, sure, why not? But yeah, as far as my history with Hellraiser goes, it's very it's non existent. So I'll, I guess I'll just leave it there. How about how about you, man? I have a little bit more, um, but I for the longest time I was exactly like you. I'd see the box at the video store, and especially being like a kid. Hell no. I was like, that just, like you said, it has hell in the title. It looks scary. It, it looks scary. It's probably scary. And I'm going to stay away from it because I don't want to go to hell from watching this. Like, I just feel like it's going to possess me and yeah. I need to, I need to get out. So I would check out of that pretty, pretty soon. Uh, a few years ago, maybe longer, I uh, stumbled upon, I don't remember how or where I watched it, but I watched the original. I was like, let me watch, see what this series is even about. And of course, it's completely different than the way that your child child brain, right, over you know fantasizes stuff, thinks that something is going to be yeah, like yeah, oh my god, this is going to you know I remember thinking that like back in the day with Marilyn Manson, <laughs> like as you saw him, and I'm like, who would listen to this like without ever really knowing any songs or knowing anything? It would just be like Marilyn Manson. That's got to be just you know devil music and that's blah blah blah. And then you listen to like one of the albums and I'm like, this is just, I remember literally thinking like in high school, I think I got one of the, one of his albums and I'm listening to it literally thinking, this is just music. Like, <laughs> this is just rock music. This, this is just isn't... rock music. There is nothing about this music. That's weird. That's anything. It's just, right. it's just metal. You know, I'm like, all right. He's not trying to possess me through my yeah. stereo. <laughs> you just didn't know, you know, and you're just sitting there when you're a kid you just, and you, you take in so much that's around you. And I think Hellraiser fell into that camp as well. And it just never really interested me. A few years ago, I did watch the original. It was obviously not anything close to what I imagined it, but it was still different. And I think that's always been the Hellraiser series problem is that it is different. It's not just a slasher flick. They try to have, they have themes that are a little bit heavier and a little bit more kind of, you have to think about a little bit and you have to, I think, look inside yourself a little bit, just kind of like, you know, you always put yourself in the position of these people in these movies and any movie, any story, and it kind of just gets icky if you start diving too deep into those parts of your brain. And I think Hellraiser can can open up some of those things. And I think it's a little bit different than that. But um, that's outside of the first one. I've never seen any other Hellraiser movie. I've seen the first one and I've seen 2022. So I got the bookends. Okay. And outside of that, I haven't. I was looking. Amazon has the first two, and I was debating about watching the second one, um, which I heard was always decent. Nice. I think the first three were always told were good, and those were the three they tried to be in theaters and tried to do stuff. And then everything else, I was reading an article where they said from four to ten, which is crazy, four to ten they had direct to DVD. And then Dimension, the production studio, just started picking scripts they had off their shelf for horror movies and said, how can we put the Cenobites in there 
and just and through Hellraiser on the title, and so they just really range from from Hellraiser four on on through. It's just kind of like a crapshoot of what are you about to get here, and I don't think they had nearly the level. Now we got to twenty twenty two number eleven, where they've tried to reinvent the series and bring it to a new audience and a new crowd, and uh, we're going to talk about it. So what do like parts four or five? through 10 have like all special taglines in them like hellraiser 4 pinhead's revenge hellraiser 5 one of them's Pinhead called hellraiser one of them's just called hellraiser hell world <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i think i think that's the one that's about like video games where it's like gamers and virtual reality when somewhere in like the late 90s when they were everyone was doing like, like lawnmower some, man i was gonna say like some lawnmower man shit yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's the one if I remember. But yeah, it's like Hellraiser, Hellworld. I'm like, oh god, you didn't. But you but you know how all those horror movies like Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, they all got to have like a tagline, like an mm-hmm. extra whatever. Like eventually, you think once you get to part ten, they're just like, uh, I don't know, pinhead party <laughs> murders or something. <laughs> like right, we're running out of ideas here, guys. But that's a hell of a lot of movies. So yeah, and here's another one. Now, were you? surprised that this came out on hulu like we now had prey we talked about prey here on the show prey came out it's kind of trying to do the same thing revitalize a franchise that's kind of been killed over the years um and prey should have and i think we said it during that point that should have came to theaters like there's no reason for it to get stuck on hulu or dropped Mm -hmm. on hulu but since disney bought it they're dropping bigger movies onto hulu you surprised after watching this movie that it didn't go to theaters uh i mean it was pretty uh, polished it was polished i mean you, uh, but it, at the end of the day is that's what is that what is going to earn a movie back into theaters like i don't know using prey and this as examples are remakes of older movies yeah maybe there's not as much of a faith in people you know going in high numbers to see you know maybe they thought before prey is predator a dead franchise like is this yeah, going to yeah. do anything when it gets to the years now they were wrong on that one because people loved it and it probably would have made a ton of money after all the word of mouth of it got out um so i'm not really shocked for that reason like it's crazy that disney owns hulu and right. like so really this is disney presents hellraiser um <laughs> I know. And, uh, hellraiser. So there's like, your subtitle right there so like, is this new female pinhead like? Is, can she technically be a Disney princess? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> can she pop, pop up in the <laughs> pop up in the Disney store with like pinhead dolls? Um, oh shit, that's funny. So I don't know. Yeah, that part surprised me a little bit. Like, you really think of an end of the day, they do own Hulu, so this is a Disney movie. Uh, it's wild, but I, I do like that they're using Hulu to kind of do this and and put things that they want to own and they want to distribute. But let's do it under the Hulu banner. This yeah. isn't going to be, you know, on Disney Plus or anything. So, yeah, it's a little strange, but I maybe, like and it. Like I said, maybe I would imagine if they do a Prey 2, it'd probably go to theaters. Yeah, based on what that movie did and earned critically and, and all the positive talk about it. Oh, yeah, I'd expect a Prey 2 to be in the theaters. So maybe they'll be the same with Hellraiser. Maybe. 
we'll find out. We'll see if anybody's watching or if this movie is even worth getting a sequel, which is what we're going to talk about next. But before we do, we want to make sure you know this episode of Raise the Geek is sponsored by Anchor.fm. All right. So Hellraiser is a new take on Clive Barker's 1987 original film um, where we follow a young woman, Riley, struggling with addiction as she finds herself in possession of a mysterious ancient puzzle box. What she does not know is that it was actually responsible for her brother's disappearance and its purpose is to summon supernatural beings from another dimension, the Cenobites, which I have to remember to say Cenobite and not Cinnabite, because then it makes me want a Cinnabon. <laughs> makes you want some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon uh, Toast Crunch. Yes. I always want to say Cenobites. It's Cenobites. Cenobites. Cenobites, I think. Okay. I don't know. I In my mind, it was just like Cenobites. The four Hellraiser fanatics out there are yelling at us. You're all wrong. It's Cenobitia or something. Idiots. You're doing it all wrong. Doing it wrong. Well, write us. RaiseGeek, gmail.com. Let us know. Or you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm and let us know how to properly enunciate Cenobites, but I'm going with Cenobites from here on out. There we go. That'll work. Say what you, if you want to say Cenobites, go for it, man. Okay. Our show. So Hellraiser 2022, Don, your first experience Mm. with Pinhead and Clive Barker's dark, dark world. What'd you think? I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) oh man i don't know i got nothing else after that that's it that's the show that's the show folks i hated it uh yeah man i hated it i didn't like it i didn't like it um i i just i don't know dude I, i there's there's a lot of reasons why um i mean it's not one of these where i'm gonna tell you that it was the worst thing I've ever seen there. I, I can pick out some positive aspects like, you know, I, like you, like we talked about earlier, this was clean movie. I could tell they spent some money on it. A lot of the sets look cool. Like the, the, the CGI of when the floors are moving in and out and the walls are sliding back and forth. I can, I can call that some cool camera work and appreciate that. But man, outside of that, I just, I didn't like the characters. Um, I found the dialogue to be pretty stupid. Um, none of the none of the characters that movies usually want you to root for somebody, like um, gather this group of people who are trying to escape some kind of evil for horror movies, and you're supposed to have a reason to cheer for them and care about what happens to them. I didn't care about anybody in this movie. Not the lead act. Not the lead girl. Like the quote unquote final girl the i found her story like dull and um you know the whole drug addict redemption thing didn't do anything for me there was she had no uh redeeming qualities to me to make her like me care what happens to her one way or another like i'm rooting for the damn cenobites i don't care what happens to this girl um some some of the other supporting characters were just like so one-dimensional and you got you got of course when you meet people in the beginning of a horror movie you can tell who the victims are going to be all right they're going to be a victim they're going to be a victim but they have to have more than one line of dialogue or two lines of dialogue for me to give a shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then they're dying during the movies like why do i i don't care i just don't care um now of course hellraiser revolves around the xenobites 
um their appearance i can give you some of it was cool and interesting but i just found it still a little boring i mean i think the pinhead even though in this movie they call her priest um i think her look was pretty cool but the other one was just like eh i don't know and then just the main reason is i'm just not a body horror grotesque horror movie guy yeah i like my horror movies more you know just spooky scary wondering what's going to happen and of course if there's a little blood then great but this movie just like blood gore skin gross out puke imagery and it's just like i'm not into that stuff man that stuff just doesn't do it for me like what was that movie we watched years ago like um d schneider the strange oh, land strange land <laughs> like the hooks going into bodies that's what this was just hooks pulling into your skin and people's yeah. skin peeling back like that just doesn't do it I, it grosses me out more than anything and it's like ah, what am i i don't know that's a long-winded way of saying i did not like this movie um yeah. really at all so now i'm interested to hear what you thought no i completely I, I did not mind this movie. I was I I also knew what it was going to be. Like mm-hmm. I said, this week I rewatched the original before I watched this one. And what's funny is watching the original again and then watching this one, I was sitting there kind of like, this is pretty tame compared to the original. Okay. So then so then I was even still sitting there going, oh, I would thought I would imagine like with today's things, they would have like done more. So I was kind of expecting things to be really like fucked up and it never really got to that level. It was just kind of like, okay. Um, but like the, the original and spoilers for everywhere now, and I'm going to spoil the 1987 original. If you haven't watched it yet, then this is on you, but the main plot of the original and it's, it's what you exactly said, the problem that the Hellraiser series has had, but the main plot of that original one was you had this dude who was obsessed with just finding the depths of pleasures of the human experience and finding the puzzle box, getting summoned and ripped to their dimension and tortured and whatever, ripped apart and put Mm -hmm. back together and ripped apart and put back together. And then his brother and wife move into his old house and he ends up becoming resurrected. So he escapes the Cenobites, but he gets resurrected as like a skeleton. And then she has to keep bringing him like victims. And then he's like sucking their blood out of them and growing skin. So literally this whole movie, this dude is like skinless and like just adding back. And for the time and even today, like the special effects to do that is crazy, but it's a body horror, as you said. So it's kind of crazy. And one of the things with the Hellraiser series, and I think it's been their biggest struggling point, is that their main characters, their protagonists, aren't likable. They're damaged, broken characters that have no redeeming qualities that find themselves in these situations. And as you said, how do you root for them? How Mm -hmm. do you want them to survive? How do you want, like, what is the arc on these? Because they're not learning anything. They're just kind of in these situations. And I think that's been part of the reason why the series never has hitched the heights of other things because they've never had any redeeming qualities. Because it's not like the damsel in distress you know halloween the final girl where you have someone that you really want to survive these movies you don't like riley as a character i thought the actress odessa azion did a good job like i didn't mind her but she wasn't likable 
I didn't care about her. I didn't feel any pain. I didn't, you know, there was nothing about her outside of just following this through. And I think that's from what I, my understanding of this series is that's kind of the thing is we're taking to take broken characters and we're going to break them more. But if you they're broken to the point where you can't sympathize with them, if you can't understand what it's like to be a drug addict, it has no control of those things and starts doing terrible things to other people around them, then you're just like, I don't have sympathy for them. So then you kind of fall out of the movie. And I think that's kind of the struggling point. I was kind of aware of some of the stuff that I was about to get into. So it helped me be prepared for it a little bit more. So I, I wasn't as like, I hated it because of that. Um, but as you said, I really liked the visuals. Um, I thought the Cenobites were tame once again in their appearance compared to the original. The original, once again, a lot of practical effects. Um, they did the black leather kind of look, which they were going for that BDSM thing that Clive mm -hmm. Barker was talking about. Um, so they had a different kind of look and they still had the, not not the mutations, but the modifications and stuff. So they were still kind of, but they were just creepy looking where this one, it just kind of almost seemed like they didn't go too far. I read an article where they said they wanted everything to be skin. So they mm -hmm. wanted it to be like their skin were modified to be their clothes. Basically like the skin was peeled back yeah. to appear as clothing, but yeah. really it's just their body. Right. So it was interesting in that, but I didn't, I just didn't feel like I said, I was expecting things to go further and I didn't feel like they did compared to just the one I've seen the original. And uh, that was a little disappointing in my end, but overall, I did enjoy the movie. I fell asleep and then came back to it this morning. Once again, I knew we were going to talk about it, but I was genuinely interested in it. And um, I don't mind body horror as long as it's done. As long as there's somewhat of a story around it like this, it is the thing. So I'm aware of that, but I don't mind. Um, I can tolerate it. I don't like just like, uh, what do they call it? The porn excuse me <laughs> what do they like, call like like hostile it was they called the saw movies what were they just like splatter porn or oh it's torture porn torture porn i don't like that we've said, we've said porn too many times now, yeah but... we've just been flagged i'll have to make sure to click the explicit <laughs> box for that right. um but like i don't like the torture porn stuff where you're literally just like torturing people with that which i know that this is kind of like that but that's what i was kind of getting at some at some points in this movie i was like it's, yeah it's kind of like that but it's i guess maybe because it's just you have demons or otherworldly dimension things doing it it's not as crazy but overall i didn't mind the movie um yeah okay well we're gonna differ a little bit because <laughs> wait <laughs> i thought i thought the conversation definitely i i mean like I said, you named some redeeming qualities. It does have a few, but whew, just in my mind, I don't know, man. It was too long. It was definitely too long. Too long. It it could they could have cut a half hour off. I was this is another one. Like we were just talking about something recently. I don't remember what exactly, but it's like just pick up my phone, looking at my phone because I'm just like this is dragging and I'm bored. And I think they were on to something there in the middle of the movie where you know the lead the lead girl, um, Riley. I can't, Riley, um, 
she's trying to track down her brother and figure out what happened and what what's the deal with this box and for a minute there it was like she's following clues and it's like a mystery like it's a mystery as to what's going on who are these people she saw who is this rich billionaire that is connected to this occult stuff and like it kind of was playing out like that a little bit where she was following clues and going around and i think if they would have stuck with that story all the way through the end like her unwrapping the mystery of um the Cenobites and figuring it out and figuring out a way to beat them through like the books or whatever this guy wrote or something with the box great but then like the third act just became them trapped in a puzzle house for an, another hour and like uh, that whole thing just fell apart in my mind and, and I just feel like it became just a different style of storytelling at that point that was just boring to me i was just not how many times can i watch these things slowly walk at somebody and then just do something grotesque to kill them like okay i get it i'm just not i'm not feeling it yeah they could have cut out voight i didn't need him to come back to life for like the rich billionaire like they needed his house for the plot Mm -hmm. And they needed his books to move the plot along. But that's all you needed from him. Like, I didn't need him. He was fine in the opening. So you can introduce him as a character and someone who knows what's going on. And yeah. But I felt like there was a better way. Of you don't need him with just like a giant. Him. You just don't need him with a giant device sticking out of his chest for no reason. Yeah. And like struggling to live. Yeah. And I mean, I needed to I needed to look up afterwards. What was the point of him? Like I had to read. I had someone I had to have someone else tell me, like, what was the point of him being there and why he did why he was doing what he did, why the 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 priestess and, uh, you know, Pinhead and why they even humored him for things i think they could have uh explained you know the puzzle box had a lot of new rules you know and I, they kind of created in my understanding at least with the original it was like you had the puzzle box you solved it and then uh pinhead and the Cenobites showed up and took you away you know and you're like okay you don't solve that box you know and this one it was more like there's stages to the box so each stage you have to like put stab someone with it and put their blood on it mm-hmm to mark them and the Cenobites would come get them, but then they never really established what those rules were because I never really understood why they didn't want Riley. Even after she got stabbed herself with the box to mark herself, they were just like, no, no, we don't want you. Well, yeah. Well just take her. She's already, she's already stabbed. Like that's yeah, one, so more, one more body gun. I didn't fully understand that as a narrative device, but then yeah, coming back to, okay, what's Voight doing? Like, okay, he wished for something bad. I don't, it didn't, it wasn't needed in the film. I didn't need him. I mean, there were so many other things they could have done with him that would have benefited plot, I think, a little bit more. Um, And I think that helped pad out the runtime unnecessarily. Yeah. It was just kind of there. You see two hours for a film, you're like, ah, that's not bad. Well, in some cases it is. In some cases, easily, in some cases you can easily uh, whittle these things down, these horror movies to like 90 minutes and you're fine. Like unnecessary, so many unnecessary scenes, in my opinion. Um, I agree. Yeah. I do agree with you on that one. And like I said, I think Voight was a big, they could have cut, he could have made the cutting room floor a little bit. I didn't need him being flayed at the end and turning into a new Cenobite. I didn't need... No, I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand why they would do any of that stuff. And like, once again, like I said, I had to go look it up afterwards to to find out. But it was what it was. I like that actor. He pops up in stuff. So I didn't mind as much. But I was with you when I when I popped it up on uh, 
the TV and it said two hours. So I was like, Ooh, I was expecting 90 minutes. Why is this two <laughs> yeah. hours? Yeah, man. Unexpected. Way too long. And another little small complaint. This has absolutely nothing to do with the movie. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. But I own, uh, I have Hulu, the regular one. I mean, I have it. I have Hulu live, so that's how I watch my TV. Yeah. But I don't pay for the Hulu that has no commercials. They had, they had two weird commercial breaks in this movie that uh, if you don't pay for the commercial with Hulu and they were like just stuck in there at the beginning and they were just in the middle of a scene. Like someone would be talking mid sentence and it would cut and go to a minute 30 commercial. Uh, it happened two times. Now, most of the second and third act was commercial free, but just like those totally took me out of it. Now, it's like, what am I, what, what do I even want to watch? Like, you're giving me a chance to turn this off. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, that really kind of was off putting and threw me off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can so, imagine that would I, that would have killed it for me. I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember any commercials in Prey, so I was very surprised. Like I thought, you guys would, would just want to do a commercial free. It's a big, big new horror. At Halloween. least the opening weekend or something. Yeah, it was really weird. So get weird. your shit together, Hulu. Come on, at least find opportune times to add commercials. Don't just middle sentences. I hate that shit. Yeah, it was weird. But anyway, let's move on. So one of the things, obviously, horror movie is nothing without its villain Mm -hmm. and pinhead as you said as we talked about earlier iconic villain i mean just the appearance of pinhead kept you away from an entire series right (laughs) as a kid yeah and this was not the first time they've changed actors but this was the new pinhead and uh jamie clayton is getting a lot of praise for this role Mm -hmm. how'd you feel she did as pinhead for your first experience with pinhead i guess yeah it's 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 interesting because for one i don't have anything to compare it to so anybody who's like praising it or complaining about it based on the previous portrayals of pinhead i can't speak on that i only have to judge on this yeah so as far as that goes i mean she did good i think she was fine um pinhead was that kind of quiet scary uh just off in the distance kind of mastermind kind of a thing you know it's not somebody running at you like freddy krueger chasing you down a dark hallway uh it's more just like an ominous all-knowing being just kind of standing in the dark shadows uh the the look of the character i thought was was cool i mean i know what the original pin had looked like so they just kind of tweaked it a little bit yeah made it a little bit more 2022 i will say like uh her first lines of dialogue which i i believe i mean there were a couple little whispers here and there but her first lines of dialogue um we're in the scene where they're basically killing the roommate who i was talking about earlier had like zero lines and I, i'm supposed to care that she's dying oh yeah but uh that was the first time pinhead really talked and at first i couldn't understand a word she was saying i had subtitles on okay just like the the you know how they did that reverb on the voice of course they do that to make her sound like she's from hell and a demon whatever uh i couldn't understand a damn thing she was saying i was like uh oh that's not good now it got better later on yeah i could actually hear and make out the words but i was like they went too far with it can't hear it they tried to make it too dark and too reverby like too much effect on that voice uh but no i think 
she did a fine job. I like that actress. She was in a uh, show Sense8 I watched um, mm. on Netflix. So, you know, good for her getting this role. Uh, the whole gender swapping thing. I don't even give a shit. Like, isn't a demon is sexless. Who cares if it's a, a man or a woman plays it? <laughs> like, whatever. So anybody out there talking about that or complaining about that, you're, you know, go outside and touch some grass. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I think it was fine. How about you? You you have a little more history with Pinhead watching that original. So you got any thoughts on this portrayal? She did fine. Yeah. I mean, she looked cool, sounded cool. It's not that complicated of a part. I understand it's an iconic thing, so people are going to be assholes about it. But I don't see, like I said, I mean, it's she did everything that needed to be said. She delivered the, the iconic line of we have such pleasures to show you and I, that made me smile when she said it at the end. Like, yeah, I like that. Okay. Um, it was fine, but uh, nothing. I don't understand the praise because I don't think it's a role that stands out in any way of being like, right. oh, my God, that was revolutionary. You know, like, I don't know what she didn't bring anything different to the role from what I've noticed from at least the original Hellraiser. She just kind of did more of the same. So I was happy mm -hmm. with the cast. I thought she did a good job. No negative complaints about it. Um, I would probably watch more of her doing it. So hopefully she, you know, is happy with the role and is able to branch out and do more in the future. If they decide to move forward with the series, I'd, I'd probably be there for it, but, um, yeah, it was good. Thumbs up. Sure. Yeah, that was fine. I, I had no complaints on that portrayal. So then we already talked about Riley not being sympathetic and you didn't <laughs> care about her arc. Did not. And we already all. talked about so the gore was too much for you. Listen, man, um, I've seen gorier things, mm -hmm. but the way I take in my horror, like I, I kind of was alluding to a little bit earlier, I just like more of a, you know, you want to you want to behead somebody and be done with it. Fine. You want Michael Myers to stab, stab somebody a couple times whatever scream same thing but just like the whole peeling skin and and yeah, the torture aspect torturing and like oh my god the, the, the scene i was just talking about with that girl in the hallway the scene where pinhead took the pin out and and stuck it through her neck and like yeah. then you go to the camera angle of inside her body i was just like all right guys you're doing too much for me now yeah just just like I don't know, man. It's just not my kind of thing. I don't, I don't, I'd rather be scared than grossed out. And I was more grossed out than scared. You, you kind of know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. 100%. So, like I said, that's where it comes back to Hellraiser kind of being more of that like BDSM and the torturing mm -hmm. for pleasure. And at what line is pleasure and pain? Where is that line? And that's kind of the whole concept of the series. So then, mm -hmm. once again, that makes it a hard series to sell to a general public where you're like, Right. How do we sell this thing that's a lifestyle for some, but yeah. then we're going to take it to like another dimension and go, you know, take you to like, like Pinhead said, you know, pleasures you've never seen such great heights, um, which I think that's a postal service song. I don't think they said that right. Um, <laughs> but don't bring so them in. Yeah. But it's a hard, it's a hard sell to the general public of like pleasure, pain, pleasure versus pain right? yeah, pleasure versus pain and like experimenting with that um is a is a hard sell and like i said it's definitely not for everyone and there's a reason why hellraiser has been on direct to dvd kind of including this one 
for the past 20 years. Right. I mean, yeah. as far as I'm aware, this is this is considered direct to DVD. This I felt this had the quality. That I could imagine watching this on the big screen. If this came out to theaters, I probably would have went and saw it this weekend just because it would have been a new horror movie. And I would have wanted to see what they did. So I think that that would have been appealing. But this is still direct to DVD. Yeah, it's that's basically what something going straight to streaming now is. You That's that's the new straight to DVD. So, yeah, man, at the end of the day, I don't know. This just there's a lot of things about this one that just didn't didn't work for me. I was, you know, bored. <laughs> the, the, the story to me was kind of weak. The dialogue, the characters had its cool moments, but I don't know, not a huge fan, not a huge fan. Um, and again, these are all, these are just my opinions. If you, if you guys loved it, if the people listening loved it, great. I hope, I hope some people really like Hellraiser fans got what they wanted. Um, yeah, but that's not me. I'm not a. I guess I'm not a Hellraiser guy. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm. I still don't regret watching it. We get, we're getting the spooky in this month, but yeah, didn't didn't love it. So it gave you no urge to want to see what that series has been about before. Will not do it. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Will, yeah, exactly. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, well, next week another direct to video release. Halloween ends on Peacock. Mm. we'll see if how that continues another legacy horror franchise yeah that'll be interesting because if you guys can go back if you want to go back a year in our in our library of episodes we did talk about uh halloween kills last year Mm -hmm. and we didn't love that one so let's see if they can maybe redeem redeem that uh final trilogy um you know we call it the final trilogy but i'm sure there'll be more halloween movies they can't let it go they just can't stop. I can't quit you. But uh, we'll, we'll have to see how this part three of this one turns out. And we'll be here for it. Mike Myers. We will absolutely be here continuing our Halloween series with Halloween ends next week. So definitely make sure you are all caught up with the series and ready to talk about it with us and how you do that. Oh, you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Raise the Geek. Or you could shoot us an email at Raise the Geek at gmail.com. And that is how you do that. And you can become a part of the show. So do it. Do it. Just do it. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak.